Welcome to the ACC Northeast Practice and Career Management Committee's podcast series, Around the In-House. I'm your moderator, Alex Afariot, Legal Counsel at the Boston Consulting Group, Secretary of the ACC Northeast Chapter Board, and a member of the Practice and Career Management Committee. We're back for our first episode of 2021 to speak with more members of the in-house practice about their careers, aspirations, challenges, and personal passions. We hope to provide our listeners once again with this great opportunity to hear directly from other members about the issues that they're facing, and to share their tips about building a successful in-house practice. So thanks again for joining us for another trip around the in-house. This episode, I'm thrilled to welcome our ACC Northeast Chapter President, Gemma Dreyer, to the podcast. Gemma serves as Vice President and Senior Counsel at TD Bank. Gemma is a graduate of Northeastern University School of Law and started her legal career at a New Hampshire law firm before moving in-house and rising through a number of exciting roles. Before joining her current team at TD Bank, Gemma served as General Counsel for the Velcro Companies. And as we'll discuss today, Gemma connects much of her career success to her active roles in the ACC, of which she's been a member for more than 20 years. I'm so excited to have Gemma joining me today. Welcome, Gemma. Hi, Alex. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for joining us. So um, I wanted to start with your very impressive career track. Uh, prior to your time with TD, I know you served as, a, as general counsel at more than one organization. I wanted you to maybe tell us about those experiences. Sure. So I actually started my in-house career at a small software startup as a one-person um, law department. I was their first GC and, in fact, their first in-house attorney. And uh, that was a lot of fun. It was um, really initiation by fire, if you will. And um, I spent a couple years there uh, literally working myself out of a job to um, take that company public or get some sort of um, private equity investment. Um, I then moved into a very large law department at BAE Systems and spent almost 10 years there um, as one of many in a global department. Um, I learned a lot in that experience. Um, and in both of these roles, and we'll talk more, ACC was really critical uh, to my career development. Um, and then I was um, recruited for the GC job at Velcro Industries and um, spent six years there before moving to my current role at TD Bank. Amazing. Um, and and what, what, when did you decide it was time to sort of take a step back from this GC role? And how did your, your experiences as a GC prepare you for your current role with TD? So, you know, I was missing milestones. I have a big family, um, lots of children, and um, I became a grandmother. Um, so, and I've written and talked about the unpaid care gap that exists for uh, female professionals. So um, it was time for me to really look at my career success and balancing that against um, other things that were really important to me. And, um, I, you know, not wanting to miss any milestones any further and knowing that I had had a good experience, a good run as general counsel, actually a couple of times, um, I decided that it was to, time to look at a different way to define success, if you will. Yeah, I love that. Um, and, you know, so now you're with TD. You've told me before how you view this as the most fun you've had in your professional career. I was wondering if you could expand on that a bit. Um, absolutely. So, you know, when I was general counsel, um, I, I learned some important things that I apply to my practice 
today. Um, I, I learned, I got to deeply understand, first of all, the importance of diversity um, and avoiding groupthink, you know, having mm-hmm. really a lot of voices at the table. Um, I, I got to see what drives people in their careers through their career development. And um, I also really learned how to communicate with fellow executives or, or peers um, and understand what executives um, carry sometimes and how to integrate that into how I do my work. So uh-huh. now I'm able to apply all of that in my role at TD. Uh, so that's a lot of fun, having had that experience. There are great people at TD, really amazing people. Um, career development at the bank is really important. So I have the opportunity to um, take on stretch assignments, um, you know, look at my career development, even though I've been practicing law for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have voice um, right now. I really feel like I, I bring my whole self and my true self to work. Um, and, and so there's real diversity, too, at the bank. And, and that, to me, right now, as I think about it, where we are as a country and as a profession, um, mm-hmm. having different voices and different perspectives is, is really important for my job satisfaction. So all of those things, um, you know, I, I, right now I, I, there's a lot of the known and there's a lot of new. And so having both of those after practicing law for 30 years it, it is exciting and fun. I'm still learning. <laughs> That's fantastic. And yeah, I, I just couldn't agree more about, about your, your point about diversity and, and bring your whole self to work. That's, that's fantastic. Well, you, you know, speaking of, of bring yourself to work and, and, and sort of investing in your job, you know, in avoiding burnout and, and, you know, coming back from your, your point about feeling like you, you are missing milestones and, and just sort of how you balance career success, avoiding burnout has become such a pressing concern in the legal practice, um, especially as we come up to what is now almost an entire year of living through the COVID-19 pandemic. So, you know, I know this is a topic you've thought a lot about throughout your career and certainly you've written about it too, but what are some of your tips for, for our listeners about how to avoid burnout in their legal careers? Uh, that's a great question, Alex. So, you know, there are um, obvious answers and there are some very, what I think sort of trite and, and um, textbook answers, you know, exercise, eat right, um, practice mindfulness, all of which I believe in, by the way, but um, mm-hmm. it, it's not one size fits all, you know, and it's interesting. So I have written about this and, and the World Health Organization has, in fact, identified burnout as a workplace issue, um, not just for lawyers, but uh, in, in the United States. Um, so when I think about this and when I talk with people about, or, about it or, or talk with my mentees about it, it's really about what is true for you, you know, as mm-hmm. an individual, you know, what's your body, what your personality requires, what you're passionate about. Um, so, and again, this might sound a little cliche, but if you live your truth, no matter how hard you work, you're not going to burn out. So what I mean by that is that um, I work really, really hard. I really like my job and there are weeks when I'm working well over 60 hours in a week, but I crochet every day. I hug my grandkids a lot. They live with me now during the pandemic. I like to cook. I really like red wine. I'm a chocoholic, you know, so I <laughs> chocolate every day. And it's not, again, these are simple things, but 
you know, this is who I am. And so I embrace mm-hmm. it. I, I exercise. I'm a big skier. I actually um, got um, backcountry skis this winter for, for Christmas. Um, so in a way that circles back to those, you know, those obvious um, things I listed at the beginning of this question, you know, give your body what it needs, whatever that is for you, you know, the uh-huh. amount of sleep, food, exercise, do something that you want to do, something that restores you. Um, so when you look at this from an academic perspective, Alex, um, work is only a portion of burnout. There's control, there's reward, there's your sense of fairness, your sense of uh-huh. community, your values. And if you examine those um, and, and think about ways that you can integrate what's important to you into your life, then even if you're working really, really hard, you're not going to get burnt out. And I have a, an example that, again, points us back to the ACC. I like being a leader. I like mentoring young attorneys and, and other young people. Um, but I'm not leading in my job right now. I'm leading with ACC. And it's mm-hmm. extremely rewarding to me. I really love the role that I'm in now. I also volunteer for the um, Olympia Snow Women's Leadership Institute in Maine. And so I'm working as a, a, a leader there for a group of young high school women. And so those That's are amazing. two areas where that work of wanting to lead, you know, I'm not a GC anymore. I'm okay with that. But I have an opportunity to fulfill that sense of reward and that sense of, you know, giving back or community. And again, I'm, so I'm having fun. That's fantastic and truly a phenomenal answer uh, to that question and a lot to think about. Um, So, you know, really perfect segue, because I do want to switch a little bit and focus on a topic I know you're passionate about, which is the ACC itself and and really how how our listeners can leverage this organization to enhance their in-house careers. So I'd love to hear how you initially got involved with the ACC and how your involvement has really changed over the years. Sure. So as I mentioned, um, I was a one-person department when I started my in-house career, and I joined ACC, and I immediately belonged to a large, well-resourced network, Um, and I took advantage of that. Um, You know, it's interesting. I did the um, Be the GC program with Rita Jaimez last week, and after that, a woman that I had met from ACC uh, when I first started in-house, sent me an email and said, hey, heard you, it was great. And so we spent some time chatting. Uh, so it goes back to that large network of, in my view, amazing uh, skilled attorneys that bring all different kinds of things to the table. So mm-hmm. um, that's how I first got involved. And then I moved into a large department uh, with a, a, many more clients, many more demands. And again, the chapter um, and the um, larger organization had resources, events uh, available to me so that I could learn to navigate in that very different and new environment. Absolutely. Well, you know, networking itself, I feel like can be can be so daunting to many, especially in this COVID environment where you know it's unfortunate we we really just cannot meet face to face. So, what are some of the ways that you think? Or you believe the ACC has helped you build build your network? 
Well, so I have been involved. I volunteered with ACC um, when I was at BAE Systems, um, mm -hmm. initially speaking at some programs at the annual meeting, and then getting involved more deeply in ACC Northeast by volunteering on a committee. I volunteered on the programs committee and eventually became co-chair. Um, and, and so through that volunteer work, I got to know people um, much better. Um, it does take time. It's interesting, Alex, during uh, the pandemic here, you know, coming on a year, uh, networking takes um, dedicated effort, right? So I make sure that I read out to people. And it can be as simple as saying, um, you know, read that LinkedIn post, great job. Uh, hey, you doing okay? And I do that every day. I think of one or two people every day that I reach out to in order to keep that network active and engaged with me. And it's important to me. I'm an extrovert, um, mm -hmm. kind of of the extreme variety. So, um, you know, having those connections is important to me. So, and, and it's all centered around ACC. I mean, I, a lot of my friends now in my in the legal in my community of of legal professionals professionals are um, ACC members, um, and they derive some of the same things from me. But I have friends who really love the resources that are available through um, the the broader organization, not just the chapter. Folks that really love the programming you know, folks that are involved in the network, so they have subject matter expertise, and so they get uh -huh. deeply involved in networks. Uh, so really, depending on what your flavor is, there seems to be something for everyone within the organization. For me right now, it's the friendships I've forged at the chapter level um, and, and through the volunteers that work on the various committees and the help with the events. That's that's fantastic. Well, you know, obviously, having our, our chapter president, there's no better person to ask this question. But I'm wondering what advice you have for in-house lawyers looking to expand their involvement with the ACC and, and, and hopefully derive some of what you're describing. Um, sure. So um, engaging on social media is an easy way. We're on both LinkedIn and Twitter, um, and we try to be active there on a daily basis. And I, I shouldn't say try, we are active there. Um, you know, there are lots of committees. Um, in fact, we have just put together a working group on our um, pro bono and civic engagement committee. Uh, there are lots of other committees. Um, we, we host events now. They're all virtual, either um, live virtual or pre-recorded. We do webinars. Um, and, you know, again, people could just explore who is a member of ACC within the in-house community in New England and reach out to those folks. So there are a lot of ways. Um, we are always looking for content. So if you have something important that you'd like to say from your perspective, if you want to think about your personal brand, reach out to us. And uh, we love collaborating with members and putting out content that's useful to the group. So in my view, I mean, there's lots of different ways to engage, you know, from just passively using resources mm -hmm. or uh, attending webinars, listening to this podcast, or becoming more active and more directly engaged with the community, which it's real. I'm always astounded, Alex, that, man, 
this is a bright group of attorneys in New England. Um, I'm continually impressed when I meet people who are members of the chapter and what they bring to the table. Um, and very proud. I think we are a really stellar group of professionals. Yeah, no, I know I'm biased too, but I, I couldn't agree more. Um, it, it, it's, it's absolutely true. Um, so, you know, just sort of coming to a, a bit of a wrap up here. I, if you've heard the podcast before, which I know you have, there's a couple questions I ask every member um, before we wrap up. So the first thing I want to know is, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first entered the in-house practice? So I, I love that question, and I did think about it. I, I think actually practicing law is just a small piece of the work that we do as in-house practitioners. I've said many, many times that it's um, a really well-kept secret, and it was at the beginning, you know, 20 years ago. Um, the view of the in-house practitioner has changed in that time. But, you know, we're project managers. We're communication experts. We're educators. We handle public relations, government relations. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot that we do, many hats that we wear um, beyond just practicing law. And in my view, that's part of what makes it so much fun. That's a great answer. Um, and, and second, what is the best piece of career advice that you've ever received? So a, a well-established partner in a large Boston law firm told me early in my career, um, that success isn't defined just by compensation and title. And I tucked that away um, and have relied on it in many of my decisions in my career. And certainly now where I am, um, it's very, very true, right? I think mm -hmm. when we look at success, uh, especially in this current environment, right, where we're not necessarily physically co-located, um, the way we're doing our work is different. Um, defining success for yourself and, and what that looks like for yourself um, is important and it, it can't ever be cookie cutter because we're all individuals. Yeah, yeah, oh, so that's excellent advice. Well, before we go, anything else you'd like to share with, with us and our listeners today? Uh, yeah, this has been fun and easy, Alex. I really enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is great. I hope our members are listening and tuning in. Um, and I'm here if anyone wants to chat about any of these um, issues or subjects any further. Any member should feel free to reach out to me directly if they'd like. Oh, well, thank you so, so much, Gemma, for your time and for speaking with us and obviously for, for your leadership of our chapter. Um, just so, so appreciative. Um, thank you. Thanks, Alex. Well, this has been another episode of Around the In-House, which is now available on iTunes and, and the other major podcast platforms. Please be sure to subscribe, follow us on Twitter at ACC Northeast, and watch out for our ACC Northeast chapter posts on LinkedIn to hear more future episodes of Around the In-House. I'm Alex Afariot, and look forward to speaking with you again soon.